Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Now, Chris, the other day I was reading the first issue of Fate magazine from spring of 1948. The current publisher has reprinted it. So it's something you can afford. (laughs) Oh, talking about old. I, I was actually alive then, but I was so young I couldn't read. You know, I, I was running around in diapers and everything. But so at the time, it was a messy read. But seriously, I did read it the other day because there was an article from Kenneth Arnold describing his 1947 sighting. Yeah. And he said, you know, I wish I had my camera with me. Here's yeah. a trained pilot, skilled pilot, knows what he's doing when he flies see something strange and he's looking by the way for a possible lost aircraft that's how this whole thing started yes yeah sees these nine weirdly shaped objects they weren't flying saucers as we know and Uh he worried that he didn't have his camera with him he didn't have it and even if he did you're suddenly startled about something totally unexplained how many people will say ah there it is, let me take my iPhone camera or anything, or back then, let me get my brownie snapshot camera. You know, they wouldn't think about that. That's right. And then once you've got to remember, it's not just a case of taking your camera out. If you use an old, you know, analog, should we call it, type camera with film in it, or use a digital camera, you've still got to make sure all the settings are set correctly at the right speed, the right f-stop to, to capture clearly what you want to take a picture of so you you know even if you've got your camera with you you can't always guarantee that you're going to get proof 100 percent proof let's say 100 percent for the sake of an argument that you know um that you're going to capture something that you can show other people anyway i want to go back to your book and the early pages you're talking about some of the early books that you read and one of them of course you read major keos books but another book that you read was Flying Saucers Have Landed by Desmond Leslie and, of course, George Adamski. Yeah. Now, Leslie, apparently, according to what you say, he wrote his book and then they decided to merge Adamski's material with it. So maybe that went on to sell many more books. But obviously, anything Adamski produced then, you can't count in terms of looking at UFO sightings, because he's seeing there with a Chrysler hubcap or a, a lamp, a surgical lamp, and assembling some ridiculous little thing and making pictures of it. Other people yeah. did the same thing. Where do you put a guy like Adamski in the picture of UFO research? I think Adamski was important for one thing and one thing only, and that is he decided to speak up about the subject. And I think that's about all we can say for him. I've heard uh, people discuss before about Adamski, and they've actually said that, um, you know, it it was a chicken uh, feeding point, you know, uh, one of his craft, or, you know, I do know that he'd done these photographs. Leslie became aware of them, 
he basically made him a, a, a co-author of the first publication that Desmond Leslie had written, uh, and he did that, as, as you've rightly said, just to get more sales for the book. And let's remember, back in the early 1950s when this was, was read, you know, UFO reports were coming, uh, flying saucer reports were coming out left, right, and center from America, you know, we had we have things like the BOAC of uh, Newfoundland uh, seeing strange lights in the sky. We had, of course, the Roswell incident, although it wasn't as known as uh, as much back then. You know, we have other photographs which were taken at the time. One or two of them, I can't remember the names particularly off the top of my head. One or two of them were, were, are still unproven to be fakes today, and um, you know, it, it, it just dragged. Adamski in to actually uh, help the sales of his own publication, which he'd actually written about 95% of it himself. Now, Adamski obviously got a lot of followers. He appeared on lots of programs. He was exposed early on. As a matter of fact, we have a link to a magazine called Saucer News from 1957. They did a special Adamski expose issue. Now, the publisher and editor, Jim Mosley, was also known to perpetrate hoaxes in the field with his old friend, Gray Barker. But this issue was perfectly serious, perfectly sane, well-researched, and on the cover is an effort to recreate Adamski's photos. Uh And the other day I read a book, this was actually not the other day, it was some months back, we had a guest on the show where it was mentioned in referring to Adamski that nobody was able to duplicate his photos, which, of course, is ridiculous. Yeah. But the thing about it is, in those days, we had more elaborate contactee claims than we do now. Yeah. If we do now, they don't get quite the level of publicity. There are people there. But today, there are still people, and I had one offer to put their guest on the show few years back still people believe Adamski never heard of all this other stuff how easily he was exposed and that's the thing about it's like the internet but this is not the internet it's like the internet where you say well anything you put on the internet no matter what you do to remove it doesn't work it will always be available somewhere yeah but now we're talking about a book from the 1950s a guy who died in the 1960s and people to this very day still believe what he wrote. Well, uh, my answer to that would be you can take a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. You know, to put it bluntly, you know, if people choose not to believe that Adamski was a hoaxer, then that's entirely up to them. It's just unfortunate that it has gone that way. He was one of the first, what you know, contactees. You know, I'm a little bit, funny about these contactees to be honest because the only message they seem to want to get across is well they did back in the 1950s is that we had to get rid of nuclear power well if that was the case you know why didn't the the aliens inform us of what to use and how to go about setting up different forms of of energy and nuclear power and give us different forms of propulsion and so on and so forth you know it's just people, in my opinion, jumping on the bandwagon for their 15 minutes of fame, as uh, Andy Warhol once said, I think. Well, the other argument is, of course, if E.T. was so concerned about wars, about using nuclear weapons, they wouldn't contact totally unknown people and say, we want you to go out and evangelize our point of view. Exactly. Because it would mean nothing, even if these people got followers, as Adamski did, got national yeah. publicity, as Adamski did. 
It wouldn't influence governments to do anything. It wouldn't no, they'd have to land anyone. on the White House lawn. <laughs> you know, why wouldn't well, they land on the White House lawn? Or, you know, why wouldn't they land in front of the Houses of, of, of Parliament here in West, Westminster? You know, they wouldn't, they wouldn't go to the, the, the monkey. They'd go to the organ grinder, to put it politely. Well, you know, a lot of these early contacts were influenced by the movie The Day the Earth Stood Still. Yeah. So the person that Adamski allegedly met in the California desert was like Klaatu, played by actor Michael Rennie, with brown hair, with yeah. long blonde hair, wearing the yeah. same silvery uniform. He met Klaatu with long hair, yeah. with dyed long hair. But the thing they keep forgetting about the movie is that, yes, he came here, Klaatu, to tell us, stop our weapons of war, stop our nuclear weapons. But he also yeah. said... If you don't do it, he said, if you don't listen to us and make the appropriate changes in your way of life, we're going to take you out. They don't mention that. If E.T. came here and wired us to do something, they wanted to interfere with us to do something. Where's the stick? How do they persuade us to really do something rather than say, ah, go suck an egg? Yeah, it's, um, yeah, this is one of my arguments against, you know, these people who claim some kind of uh, good news from the visitors. You know, why why are they talking to you? Why didn't they go and see, you know, uh, President Biden, you know, President Obama, President Trump, or, you know, Rishi Sunak, the British Prime Minister, you know, or, or Johnson, the former British Prime Minister, you know? Why not go straight to the United Nations and, and get everybody in one room and say, look, you know, this is this is what we can do. If you don't do X, Y, Z, we're going we're gonna to call it an end. Hey, before we have the ending, we have this next segment to come with Tim Swartz, Chris Evers, Gene Steinberg. You're in. Through the Paracast. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few. In one month, my blood pressure dropped significantly. I no longer get chest pain after exercise. It's amazing, and I ordered my second bottle. The reviews are spot on. My target is to get off BP meds, and if it keeps going like this, I see a light at the end of the tunnel. So far, a great product is what it claims to be great product a few days in and i could feel a difference for certain not checking medical stats yet i know this is really working by how i feel 
will continue to take this product. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Are you a business owner? Are you confused by the complexity of the tax laws? We can help. I'm Dan Pilla, and I've been helping business owners solve tax problems for over 40 years. My book, The Small Business Tax Guide, shows proven ways to avoid all the common business tax problems. Don't risk your business. Go to danpilla.com to order your copy. That's danpilla.com. Order now and get a free 15-minute call directly with me, a $99 value. Go to danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. It's obvious the unthinkable continues. Most Americans know something very wrong is happening. People in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. That's why self-reliant folks are investing in emergency food storage. And you should, too. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $200 on each three-month food kit you purchase. My Patriot Supply also sells solar generators, gravity-powered water filters, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship that same day and arrive quickly on your doorstep in unmarked boxes. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. Time is running out to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem? Get help now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare. Call 800-284-0523. Learn how through the Family Medical Leave Act, you can leave your job without losing your job. Locations everywhere. Get immediate help for drug and alcohol problems. Call now. 800-284-0523. 800-284-0523. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. I agree with you that if E.T. wanted to really come here and send a message, they would. And they'd be able to do it in a way that would not be ignored. Although, think of it this way. In the U.S., our politics are totally nuts. I mean, there are ways that U.K. politics are crazy. But here, if President Biden tomorrow said, we have evidence that these UFOs or UAPs are visitors from other planets, and we don't see evidence they're harmful or anything. If he said that, some people would take it seriously. Some people would say he's wackadoodle. That's a technical term. Some people would say, this guy is not president. Who cares what he says? We live in a crazy world out there. We certainly do, and it's getting crazier, which is uh, we can see by the way that we treat each other most of the time. You know, and I'm not just on about, you know, we're in relationships. I'm on about country to country. Uh, you know, it's time... And forgive me for putting it this way, I don't want to sound like a space brother, 
but it's time that there was some kind of great coming together where everybody worked for the benefit of each other, basically. Well, in movies like Independence Day, the people around the world come together to fight off E.T. But otherwise, of course, they're doing their own politics. It's exactly. the, the worldwide threat that brings them together to take action. Absolutely. But that doesn't mean that E.T. should come down here and threaten to destroy us. Because, again, why would they even care? Why would a race from a galaxy far, far away, a planet 50 light years, 10 light years, whatever, a far distance away, why would they really care what we do with ourselves? If we destroy ourselves, so be it. Maybe they would be unhappy because they would like us to live in peace. But... Why should they really be concerned otherwise? Well, if they do travel 10 light years, 4 light years from Sirius, you know, or, or they're coming from, you know, 100 million light years away, they've clearly got far advanced technology than we possess, you know. If they were going to, de- they wanted to influence us and they wanted to, it pointed us in the right direction, or they wanted to take off of the world, they could do it. We couldn't stop them. It's as simple as that. We don't have the ability to stop them if they wanted to do some kind of takeover or that they just want to kind of influence us. You know, if they wanted to influence us, as I've just said, you know, land on the White House lawn, go to the United Nations and speak to these people and show us who you are and what you can do. Well, of course, what they could do is we could take a Apple MacBook Pro portable computer, log into the aliens system hack their system, and they'd blow up their spaceship. Well, (laughs) that's a good theory. (laughs) Do we have the technology to do that? Well, that's the thing I worried about Independence Day. You have Jeff Goldblum using then what would be a PowerBook computer, logging into the alien system to send a virus. And we're thinking here, the aliens came from another star system. They could be hundreds or thousands of years ahead of us, how would they succumb to something like that, some really bargain basement kind of hacking system? The, the question there really is, how did Jeff Goldblum know what computer language to use? Well, of course, he knows every computer language. <laughs> I mean, there was silliness in the movie. I like the movie. I think the performances were good. The script was clever. Yeah. But I really preferred the older movie that, Devlin Emmerich did before Independence Day, and that was Stargate. Now, that movie I really liked. It was an interesting slant on the ancient astronaut theory that they really did come here, but they came here not just in spaceships, but they used this ancient invention called the Stargate to open a wormhole between two places and go zap. But where did they get that idea from? Because that surely was talked about or written first by Alden Ellison in The City on the Edge of Forever in the original series of Star Trek. Yeah, time travel, certainly. Yeah, we. I'm working on a book chapter now, and I can't mention the book unless Tim does, where we talk about pop culture references to time travel. And you can't believe how far they go back, not just the book that was written by H.G. Wells, The Time Machine. I mean, before then. And it's amazing how that book has influenced time travel stories since then. Of course, we have the ultimate time traveler, Doctor Who. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I'm going to ask you the question, because we've discussed it on the show before. 
Do you think it's at all possible that visitors from our future are coming back here to pay us a visit? Well, that's, it's, once again, it's a good theory, but the, the amount of power that would be needed, it would, you know, it would only make it a one-way journey, in my opinion, because the vast amount of power to do that, to bend time, even to warp it, or, you know, or, or to, get us, to get them from point B to our point A, will be immense. And we clearly, you know, in theory, they can do it. But having the ability to do it is a different matter. Well, you have to look at something that's hundreds of years ahead of us. That's the theory, of course, about warp drive. Scientists have looked at Star Trek's warp drive or the hyperdrive or whatever it is. Slipstream was used in Andromeda, the sci-fi TV series. Whatever it is, being able to use a wormhole or going faster in the speed of light and going around something rather than straight to it, whatever it is, that they can possibly theorize how you would do it now with warp drive, but the power requirements would be immense. However, yep. a later story had it that they had reduced those considerably. So I think, you know, maybe 50, 100, or 1,000 years from now, somebody will say, oh, that's these primitives couldn't figure it out, but we can't. Well, you never know. It's uh, It would be interesting to do a roundabout uh, journey to, you know, go back to see, you know, when the dinosaurs were... Um destroyed or you know or come or go forward to maybe see the end of the world who knows these will be interesting things to do but again uh, right now for us they're, they're only theories basically well any theory is as good as another i guess in some cases although we do know there are other planets with possible life supporting conditions in terms of what we understand life to be so yeah. that takes us somewhere I want to go back to one thing early in the UFO legend. Of course, we have the crazy contactees like Adamski. But you mentioned briefly Roswell. Roswell is the preeminent UFO crash case. There have been others, but they don't get quite the prestige of that one. Do you think yeah. there's anything real to it? Well, the, the problem with Roswell is it, it was allowed to develop into what it has become by the fact that the American government uh, kind of clamped up on on it. You know, some people say it was the testing of secret technology. Other people believe it was an alien device which crashed after a, a thunderstorm in, in the desert there. You know, with me, again, I haven't specifically gone out to investigate Roswell. I think there's a, more valuable people around, especially in America, you know, that are, are more knowledgeable, such as Kevin Randall, for example. We've got a lot more with Gene, Chris, and Tim. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Advertising is simple. It starts with someone who has a need. Mom! And then gets more specific. Mom, I want pizza. Then we add urgency. I want pizza tonight. Before you know it, your GCN advertising message is reaching millions of listeners. Listeners who are definitely in need. We You see, advertising on GCN is simple. Your message meets their need, and the result means new business for you. 
Tell us about your business. Then let our super creative department go to work to craft just the right message to feed those who have an urgent need. We want pizza tonight! GCN has the most affordable national radio advertising rates, period. And millions of people listen to GCN radio programs on over 1,000 AM and FM and XM stations and streaming audio live. Get started today with GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Just shoot us an email, advertise at GCNlive.com. USA News Update. More snow in store for more than 100 million Americans this weekend. Forecasters say two back-to-back storms will spread at least three inches of snow across some 18 states from Wyoming to New York. President Biden still believes there can be a solution between Israel and Palestine. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby told reporters Friday that Biden made those comments to be told reporters Friday that Biden made those comments to Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Those comments come after Netanyahu rejected the idea for a Palestinian state once the conflict in Gaza is over. Japan has now become the fifth country to successfully land on the moon. Their lander touched down on the moon yesterday. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Have you heard the warning from the dead doctors don't lie guy? I'm talking about Dr. Joel Wallach. He says if you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol or high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, or other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. That's what he says. He has a free lecture revealing what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in his free lecture called Deadly Recipe. You want it free? Call him toll-free at 855-79-YOUNG. You ready? 855-79-YOUNG. Dr. Joel Wallach, the dead doctors don't lie guy, says there's no reason why we shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio.
Well, certainly our old friend Kevin Randall has studied Roswell for thousands of years. So he has a good slant on it, but he also did a book some years back called Roswell in the 21st Century, where he went back to all the evidence he had and decided that some of it didn't hold up. But then we have this problem with this case where you had the story of this crash disc. The next day, oh, it was just a balloon. And you have the photograph with the balloon. And then 30 years later, we get the book from Berlitz and Moore with some help from Stanton Friedman that there was more to it. 30 years later, 30 years of cultural influences where the original story expanded into something way beyond what was intended. So I still have the question, as much as they have researched this over and over again, talking to these witnesses, how much of what they say can be believed? How much is due to cultural memories that completely obscured the whole thing? Well, don't forget at one point as well in the 1990s, it became crash test dummies. The problem is with Roswell is that the story has changed that much. And now the original witnesses are no longer around. You know, we can't go back and we can't investigate it. I'm afraid Roswell will be what it is until, you know, the end of time, in my opinion. Something did happen. Something did crash. Whether or not it was a balloon, which we can see in the in the famous Jesse Marcel photographs, you know, which which were taken a day or so later, or whether it was a craft from, you know, Zeta Reticuli, we'll never get the answer to because it's been so muddied over the years. You know, I would love, 100% love, if it was the real deal. But unfortunately, I cannot prove that. And that is about as far as I would go on the subject of Roswell. Do you think there have been any landings anywhere that deserve further investigation? Um, there's uh, the incident in Zimbabwe at the school. There was also an incident at another school in Australia. The I forget the name of it, but it was 1966 in Australia. Uh, there was an incident there. I think these kind of things, incidents where we've had more than one or two witnesses. For example, the, the, the football match in Italy, 10,000 witnesses. You know, these kind of things need looking at. I know of a report, a local report from, from my area, where there was a school in the village of Warne, W-A-W-N-E, which is roughly about five miles away from where I'm sat. And uh, a group of school children saw a silver-shaped round-shaped device flying across the sky. You know, one playtime in the, in the afternoon while I was at school. And I think that was 77. So, you know, things like that where there's more than one witness, I think these kind of things need looking into a little bit more. The Zimbabwe case is fascinating, I think, for a number of reasons. But... It's one of my favorites because of the recent interviews with the now adults, children at the time, who stick with their story. You know, at, at this point, they really have no re. You know, if it was a hoax, if it was just a lark, then all the kids just got together and say, "Let's fool everybody." But no, they're still saying, "Yeah, this actually happened." Isn't the one witness who was a, a young? It was a young uh, lad at the time who was come forward and, and basically, uh, please forgive me because I can't remember if it was Zimbabwe or Australia. 
it could have been Australia, but it, one of them's come forward and said that it was a hoax, uh, and and he started the story off basically by claiming that it, it something had happened or he'd seen something. Yeah, I think that was a Zimbabwe case, and that's, right, that's right. just you know like uh, sometime late uh, last year that that, that's that correct, came yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, but he's the only, he's the only one. No. Yeah, and, I mean, the vast majority of you have rightly said have, have said that, no, that something did happen. Well, we actually that? have a writer who wrote a piece some years back claiming the Socorro, New Mexico case was a hoax, despite the fact that many prestigious people went there to investigate this thing back in 1965 or so, including yeah. Dr. J. Allen Hynek. And Hynek was nobody's fool. Oh, certainly not, no. He... Um he, he, he went along and did uh, he interviewed Calvin Parker and Charles Dixon at Pascagoula, you know, uh, and he said something. They've experienced something. Something has happened. It, it was a, a man who, who, well, it could pick a racehorse. Let's put it that way, and I'm sure it would win. <laughs> what interested me about the Calvin Parker case, and we did have him on the show a couple of times. Unfortunately, he's not around. That's and- right. One thing that interested me is the fact that after they had this report, this episode, he and Hickson went to the police and the police left them in a room with a tape recorder active and listened to what they were saying, thinking that, you know, they'd confess, oh, this was a silly bit they didn't believe in. And these two were frightened to death about what happened to them. And nothing they said on that tape differed from what they were telling the policemen. In other words, whatever happened, whatever happened to them, they believed it 100 percent. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if I remember, was it Sheriff Fred Diamond? He he actually believed them as well. You know, the didn't they went to was it Keysler Air Force Base who actually turned around and said sorry since Project Blue Book is closed we have no interest but the funny thing was it was Keysler Air Force Base where they went to to, to be checked for radiation so you know <laughs> it's a crazy case it really is and the fact that other people had sightings around the time it adds evidence now not so much when they come here and they talk to people, and people talk about something that happened, you know, 40, 50 years ago, whatever it was, yeah. 1973. Yeah. So we're yeah. talking now about, what, 50 years? And yeah. by doing that, it doesn't really help that much to assess the credibility of those people. Unless, of course, they kept contemporaneous records of it. Then you believe them. Yeah. Now with books out there and all the publicity this case has received over 50 years, you kind of think, you know what? Some of these people are just trying to get in on the act. Yeah, but there are ways to, to check that out. You know, you, you can approach family members and ask them for, um, uh, as a, a previous, I used to investigate, as I said, for Question International and Tony Dodd back in the 90s. You know, we, you could approach neighbours and talk to the neighbours. Oh, what's Mary Jo like down the road there? You know, blah, blah, blah. And uh, you could get a good good background report of people anyway, what they're like, what their attitudes are like, you know, and, and it would lead in some cases to people being dismissed undoubtedly, but it would also lead in in some cases to believing people and what, what they're actually telling you, you know, and, and I'm fairly certain some people may have jumped on the bandwagon again for the 15 minutes, you know, but I think in the Calvin Parker, Charles Dixon event, there are that many 
other witnesses. For example, the pastor of the church who was driving over the over the road bridge, you know, when when the incident occurred, and the witness the UFO and the blue lights. We have a crane driver who was about what twelve. 15 foot up in the air um, on, on the riverside there unloading boats on the Pascagoula River who, who witnessed the same events. We have the Blairs who were on the opposite side of the bank to Calvin and Charlie who also witnessed the events that were going on at the time. So all in all, there are, there are plenty of witnesses uh, to that singular event, but also in the area at the time, uh, you know, there is, there's also reports of a, a USO at least one USO a couple of days later uh, out, out in, the, in the Gulf of Mexico, which was seen in the area. There are also reports of USOs travelling up and down the Pascagoula River, which I have that on good authority, you know, from Philip Mantle himself. Who, 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 I was actually speaking to him today all about the case. So there's, there is a lot more evidence to the case than, than has previously been out there. And I don't doubt you are right, you know, that people will jump on the bandwagon. But even so, it, it doesn't bring any discredibility to the other witnesses that can prove that they were there and, and witnessed things at the time. We have Chris Evers, Tim Swartz, Gene Steinberg back for one more. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hey listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, the Paracast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out the Paracast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Are you curious about what might be missing from your diet and supplement choices? Take a free health assessment to identify your possible nutrient deficiencies. 
As a certified holistic health coach, I will help you assess and prioritize a supplement program based on Dr. Wallach's recommendations. Call Linda at 833-VITAL-90. That number to call is 833-848-2590. That's 833-VITAL-90. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for kids, teens, or young adults. It's just not. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals and volatile organic compounds into your body. And nicotine, the same highly addictive substance found in regular cigarettes. Nicotine can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s. Affecting learning, memory, attention, and impulse control. And priming the brain for other addictions. Vaping products also come in kid-friendly flavors that can make them appealing to youth. And many kids also use other drugs, like marijuana, in vaping devices. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping. Because when you talk... They hear you. This is Jacques Vallée. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So, we've been covering lots of ground with Chris Evers on the Paracast with Gene and Tim, focusing on his background in the field, his personal experiences, the book, The Shape of Things to Come from Elsewhere. And we should let you know that Chris will be back for our premium show after the Paracast, available to Paracast Plus subscribers. Check out the Paracast.plus and to plug. Let's continue. Tim. Let's have some wrap-up questions. What do you have to say? One of the things that I'm uh, interested in in your book is the Tic Tac UFOs. Now, that is a shape that's a very recent description, but that actual shape has been around just as long as everything else, but it's just been referred to with other names. Yeah, absolutely. This Originally, uh, we would know them as cigar-shaped UFOs, wouldn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Egg-shaped to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah. As I mentioned earlier, it, things seem to go around on this wheel where things are seen, uh, you know, devices are seen, shapes are seen, and they kind of come back in popularity for some reason, which to me is unexplainable. But, yeah, the 1950s, most certainly, we had tons and tons and tons of different cigar-shaped UFOs reported. Even, I think, the BOAC Stratus liner that was, was seen, you saw something similar of a Newfoundland back in the early 1950s. So, yeah, they've been around years. And it also makes me think of the very early 
1900s, some of them even as far back as the late 19th century airship yep. sightings. Yep. You have shapes that are, you don't see anything like that today, but barring the hoaxes, of course, were seen quite a bit for you know a number of different years. Cigar-shaped um, or Zeppelin-like, you know, which was, of course, the famous air dirigible from Germany in the 1930s, which flew between Europe and, and the North America. You know, we've had shapes like that, craft like that, hot air balloons, alien balloons, hot air balloons since the 1770s and the Montgolfier brothers in France. You know, how do we explain away sightings before they were successful, before, you know, successfully flew the, the first hot air balloons? You know, we have 1897, the air balloons or dirigibles, whatever you want to call them, were seen, first of all, of, of a, the Antipodeans then, but I don't know if that's the right term for them, but New Zealand and um, Australia, there were a lot of sightings around that area at the time. These were investigated, but nothing could ever be found out about them. They eventually, these kind of sightings moved across to Europe and then finally in the early 1900s to the American area, if I remember correctly. Can you confirm that for me? Oh, yes, definitely. Definitely, yeah. So, you know, what were these these devices? I mean, we, we know that flying craft, when we look at the Wright brothers, of course, you know, who first flew it. The early 1900s, how, how they developed from the aircraft up to like 1914 time period where the first World War came come along. We know that there was a lot of development of aircraft between that time. But again, if we go back to the Mont Montgolfier brothers in the 1770s in France, what were these devices that were seen before then? I have a report which is mentioned in the book of a, a Japanese priest who was being beheaded in the year 1215, this was, or thereabouts, where a, a large round object was seen floating in the sky near where this execution was going to take place. Now, it said it was silvery and moon-like. Now, of course, they'll have known what the moon looked like and it'd be silvery, but it must have been a daylight sighting while we were doing an execution at night time. So these large round sightings, the different shaped craft, have been seen for millennia. So what do you hope will come out from writing this book? I mean, what kind of reaction are you hoping for and and how it could be used, not only for yourself in the future, but for other researchers as well? Well, I'm hoping that people who, who are new to the subject will find it interesting to give them a, a broad uh, look at the, some of the sightings and different shapes that we've experienced over the years. You know, as old uh, ufologist, I mean somebody called me an old school ufologist in a recent interview which uh, I kind of smiled at to be quite honest with you I'm a, as old school ufologists as it were we're not going to be around forever and a lot of the cases that we know of are going to unfortunately disappear with us. So you know I'm hoping that somebody who's new to the subject will find it of interest and again as I mentioned earlier if you've been in the subject 50 years what's wrong with having a little bit of a refresher there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. You know, it's like resitting your driving test, I suppose, you know. Now, what do you suppose they meant by old school UFO? Well, <laughs> it just... <laughs> I, I don't know. I've, I've not asked him yet what exactly what he meant. <laughs> that was Paul Sinclair who said that to me in November, the end of November when he interviewed me about the same subject. And, you know, I, I looked at it quite proudly, to be quite honest with you. I'm viewed as an old school ufologist. I think he was secretly referring to the fact that I, I tend to think nuts and bolts more than orbs and fireballs and all the rest of it, you know. 
Well, I, I wonder, because I, I run into this a lot where old school ufologists would mean that you actually pay attention to past events, comparing yeah. them to what's going on now. Yeah. But a lot of people don't care about what happened in the past. They just want to know what's going on now. Well, if we don't learn from the past, we're not going to be prepared for the future, are we? Mm, exactly, exactly. It's like, especially with the uh, recent developments with, say, you know, the American uh, military becoming interested in UFOs, that there weren't any UFO sightings before 2004. Oh, no, uh, well, that's, that's a fact, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I keep saying, you know, that I've said this many times, they've got information going back at least 70 years. The CIA's got it, or they've had it, you know, and it's most of it, a lot of it is released on the internet now. You, you can read the various case reports and files there. The FBI, we know, have had it. Is it the NSA that you got over there as well, guys? I think, you know, they must have some information. What's wrong with putting all this information in one computer base, in database, where it can be checked and it can be referred to, and they can compare things quickly? Hey man, I'm all, I'm I am all for that. <laughs> it's like earlier I was trying to find the case that I talked about uh, about the uh, uh, very old case of the cross-shaped UFO with uh, spheres on the uh, on all the ends, and just doing a rudimentary Google search, I couldn't find anything that went past say 2004. It's older cases are extremely hard to dig up unless you have a specific name to use. Yeah, but don't forget that the authorities, those in control, keep moving the goalposts. Mm. You know, let's be honest, 1947 flying saucers, right? 1950s UFO, 1990s perhaps FTs, then they became UAPs. You know, maybe 10, 15 years ago. So they keep moving the goalposts. When we ask for information relating to UFO, I'm sorry, we haven't got any on that because we deal with UAPs now. So they keep <laughs> moving the goalposts so that we can't find the information that we're after. Hey there, we're just about out of time. Chris, tell our listeners, if you please, where they can find more information about you. Well, to find more information about me, I have a Facebook page. Just look for Chris Evers on Facebook. You can find uh, the Outer Limits magazine website at www.olm-mag.co.uk. All the information's on there. And you can find information about the conferences we run, subscribing to the magazine, how to get a copy of the book. Or you can look for Philip Mantle's Flying Disc Press disc with a k and he'll have details on his website there all about the book and the books that he publishes if you go to amazon you can find my book which is the shape of things to come from elsewhere just simply by putting chris evers e-v-e-r-s book and it'll come up i'm the only one on there with, with that book hey you can find us on twitter which is now x and threads and also Facebook, look for the Paracast. Go to the Paracast.store for branded merchandise for listeners. Go to the Paracast.plus to sign up for our After the Paracast podcast as part of the Paracast Plus. The Paracast Plus also gives you this show without the network ads. So we get this show without the network ads, the After the Paracast bonus podcast. At the lowest prices ever, the Paracast dot plus the Paracast dot plus. 
Chris Evers, great to meet you. Thank you for joining us on the Paracast. My pleasure, gentlemen. It'd be great to speak with you both. Thank you for your time. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month. Level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right. Level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker we have great rates for you as well at the term lifeline we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above so if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance call right now for a free quote rates and availability may vary by state sample rate quotes are based on preferred not tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify 800-430-1891 800-430-1891 800-430-1891 that's 800-430-1891